time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's time for another Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. Find us online at greensbororetirement.com or call 336-291-3535. The topic of today's podcast, as you could probably tell from the title, is the fiduciary standard, or as I heard it said one time from a guy down in Pensacola, the fiduciary standard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A commonly mispronounced word, I guess, from time to time, but I always used to love the the way he'd say he would just own it it's a fiduciary is what i am and uh, you got to love the, the southernness uh, that that would poke out sometimes from him but anyway the fiduciary standard uh it's this kind of buzzword i guess in the financial planning world and also for context we're recording this podcast in may of 2017. So if rules or items in Washington have changed a little bit since then, uh, be a little warned at the beginning of our conversation here, because, Glenn, we've seen a lot of kind of moving and shaking in this part of the world. Washington, D.C., before Trump was elected and then after Trump was elected, has seen some shifting happening with what the fiduciary standard actually means, what the difference is between suitability and fiduciary. It's all kind of a little confusing, especially since there was supposed to be this legislation passed that then got put on hold. Break it down for us on on kind of what the difference is between a fiduciary advisor versus a suitability advisor and where things stand at the moment. Yeah, well, Walter, that's a question that comes up a lot. And, you know, and, 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 and in essence, the fiduciary responsibility simply means, you know, where do the responsibilities lie for that advisor? You know, I mean, who, who are they serving? And, you know, you, you have two basic types of advisors. You know, you've got advisors that are, you know, that are what we would maybe call, you know, captive advisors where they're working for, you know, maybe a big bank or maybe a big brokerage house. And so that, you know, the brokerage house or the bank, you know, employs them to go out and sells in to sell their financial products and their investments, you know, and they, they look for folks to, you know, to sell those products and, you know, too. And then you've got then you've got an independent fiduciary who um, is the, it's kind of a different standard and it's a different model. Whereas if you have somebody who's independent, they're actually hired not by a big financial institution, but they're hired by their clients. And then you know after after you know consulting with their clients, then it's their job to go out into the marketplace and find what is the right fit for their client's particular situation and what's going to you know be in their best interest. And so you know there's there's a, there's a quite a bit difference in those two models. But, you know, when you start thinking about, you know, where is the fiduciary responsibility to? Well, for the independent, you know, they, their fiduciary responsibility is to their client. And, you know, if, if, if an advisor is working for, you know, a, a, you know, a publicly traded company, well, by the nature of being a publicly traded company, you know, those advisors, you know, have to do what's right for the company. And the company ha- has a fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders, you know, to maximize shareholder value. So that, that kind of lays, you know, lays out the, you know, those details about the different, different models that there are in, in the world. And, you know, the, the information that's out there in the, in the, um, in the news and whatnot about, about the fiduciary standard and, and everybody, you know, you know, advisors need to, you know, live up to that fiduciary standard. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing because where, where the, uh, the legislation or the rules, you know, from the, um, from the Department of Labor are coming down to is, is when we're talking about retirement accounts, you know, whether it be a 401k or an IRA or in, in the movement of those dollars from, you know, from maybe a, maybe a rollover from a 401k to an IRA or a transfer from one IRA to another. 
And so the idea that with those rules and legislation there is that, you know, if, if, if somebody is giving you advice, then they need to be acting in your best interest. And of course, for the independent fiduciary, that's not anything that's new. And they're held to that standard no matter what kind of account they're talking about, whether it's an IRA or if it's just a regular brokerage account, whatever it might be, the independent fiduciary has to act at that standard. And, you know, and, and that's what their, you know, their, their responsibility is to their client. Whereas, you know, if, if, uh, you know, if, if these if these rules and everything come into play, then it gets a little bit gray because you you've got you've got these um, this the standard it has to be held when they're when they're dealing with retirement accounts, but if they're dealing with other accounts that that are not necessarily an IRA or a four hundred one k or a regular brokerage account, then they can they can you know have one standard on one account and a different standard on another. And it just gets it gets very confusing, and and it's unfortunate. And, and most people just think, well, golly, if I'm if I'm meeting with somebody, aren't they supposed to be working in, in you know in my best interest? And unfortunately, that's not necessarily always the case. You know, they they might you know have a, an interview with you and and ask you some questions, and and then they they view that a particular investment is suitable for you because you have a certain risk tolerance or. You've you've answered some questions in a particular way, and so then then they then they're going to feel like well okay you know they're going to go ahead and you know try to sell you this particular product or this particular investment because they quote unquote think it's suitable rather than it's necessarily the the right thing to do and if they had a fiduciary responsibility. So Glenn, you know it's kind of a, a great kind of stand of where things are right now, and then also suitability versus fiduciary. But uh, so that folks have some context to be able to tell the difference between these advisors, because anybody it seems like these days can call themselves a financial advisor, but then the difference between advisors can be vast in terms of you know where they stand, what their uh, abilities are, what they can talk to you about, and what they can't. What types of advisors typically have a fiduciary standard, and then which ones have that suitability standard that that's not quite as high of a threshold or bar? Well, and that's a, that's what we were kind of talking about there, Walter. Is is that you know typically you know if you're if you have somebody who's independent, you know they're, by their licensing. Say for instance, you know I you know I've uh, I've passed the um, the series sixty five you know exam, and so that makes me a fiduciary. I, I work with a registered investment advisor. Again, that's a that's a fiduciary standard. Whereas if you know if you have somebody who's working with a brokerage house, you know there's different standards in there, and we talked about that. You know that suitability standard is just different. It's 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 a it's a situation where you know if they if they deem that this particular investment is suitable, then then they then they have you know free reign to you know to, to you know to sell that you know as something that they quote unquote is 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 you know fits the suitability model. But again, I mean, if you're not looking at the holistic picture of what's going to be in their best interest and how does this particular account or this particular investment, you know, work together with all of the rest of, of their financial life, then, you know, it, it might not it might not be the right fit and it might not be the, the best thing for that particular investor or for that particular couple. And so it's it's very important that, you know, you know, who are you working with? You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that somebody who's working in the suitability um you know, uh, with the suitability standard is necessarily a bad person. I'm not saying that at all. I mean, there's plenty of good people, you know, in, in all different areas. It's just that, you know, there's different standards that they have to hold themselves to. And, you know, if you're if you know you're working with a fiduciary and they're fiduciary in all in all areas and all different types of accounts, then you know that they're working in your best interest. And, you know, that's something that I think is, is worthwhile pursuing in terms of your advisor and who you might want to work with. 
Now, in full disclosure here, just because somebody's not a fiduciary doesn't mean that they're out there, you know, trying to steal money from clients or, or serve as sort of, uh, you know, this negative purpose. That We're not trying to imply that, right? No, that's exa- well, that's exactly what I was just saying. I mean, there are good people, you know, in, in all different places, you know, um, within the within the financial world. It's just a matter of, of, you know, where, you know, where is their fiduciary responsibility lie? You know, does it lie with shareholders of the company that they're working for or does it lie with their clients? And that's really, uh, you know, one of the big questions to ask yourself and, you know, and, and who you're working with and, and who, who is helping you develop your plan. And last but not least, give me maybe an example, Glenn, of somebody uh, from a fiduciary perspective where they would have likely gotten different advice from someone who wasn't a fiduciary. So they got advice from you that would have looked different if they had gone to meet with somebody that wasn't a fiduciary and how that advice would have looked a lot different had they gone to that person. Do you have any, I mean, obviously I'm asking you to kind of stretch your mind a little bit to implicate what would have happened, but any common scenarios or pictures you can paint there? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Walter, something that's really clear. I mean, there are times when folks come in, you know, to, you know, to the office and we sit down for a meeting and they'll say, well, you know, can you buy XYZ investment for me? You know, this is what I want to, this is what I want to do. And this is what I want to buy, you know, and I, of course, have to explain to them, well, I'm not a broker. You know, I, I, you know, what I do is, is I'm, you know, held to the standard of making sure that I do what's, you know, what's in your best interest. And in order for me to, you know, to, to, you know, to move forward, I need to understand your situation, you know, better than what I currently do. We need, you know, I need to ask you a number of questions. You're going to probably have questions for me, and I'm going to need to get a real good sense of, uh, of you know, of what your goals are and what your needs are before I can make any suggestions or, or, or execute any kind of a trade or any kind of an investment or anything like that. Whereas, it's the, you know, they walk into a, a you know, to a different, uh, different, you know, financial institution that they can, in essence, you know, just, just take orders. Well, then that's a, that's a whole different scenario. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, Glenn. So give me the the broad umbrella here of if I want to come in to meet with you as a fiduciary, what kind of experience are uh, you going to be able to provide? What can I have as my expectations when I come in to meet with a fiduciary like yourself? Well, I mean, the main thing is, is that we're going to sit down and we're going to try to get to, you know, get to know each other. You know, um, you know, it's going to be we're going to spend we're going to spend a little bit of time together. And at that first discovery meeting, we're going to we're going to chat a little bit, see if it's a good fit, at least for us to have an additional conversation and, and, and get together, you know, and, and have, you know, more follow up meetings, you know, and, and in all likelihood, you know, we're going to have three, four, five meetings, possibly more meetings, you know, before before we actually, you know, take action and implement a plan. And so it's, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're going at the right pace, that it's a good fit for both, you know, the, the potential client and also for me, that we're, that we're able to work well together. And the only way we're going to find that out is, is, is that we spend some time together and, and have some good conversation about what their goals are and what they, you know, what they have and how they see their retirement, you know, going and, you know, certain, you know, things that they may want to leave to kids or grandkids or certain goals that they have in terms of an income level or trips that they'd like to take or Whatever the case may be, you know, we're, we're, I'm going to find out a lot more about them and what they need and what they want, you know, and, and, and so that it's going to take, again, step by step. You know, I, I always try to move pretty slowly because, I, you know, I want to make sure that we get it right, not that we just do something. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. I think that right there, your last statement is probably the crux of the difference between fiduciary and suitability. Suitability, your advisor is just going to be looking for a way to do something. 
most likely. All right, well, what can we find that we can do here? Whereas a fiduciary is is going to be much more elaborate, and it's going to be, all right, what makes the most sense for your situation? What is the best course of action? I love that as being sort of the distinction between the two, and it makes a lot of sense. So if you'd like to work with a fiduciary, if you haven't had that experience before, not sure maybe if the broker or advisor you've worked with in the past was a fiduciary, Glenn can help you uncover that and talk to you about your financial plan. All you have to do is call 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. And always online at greensbororetirement.com. At the bottom of the page, whether you're on your smartphone or your computer, you should see a little flag that pops up there and uh, says free consultation. You can click that and schedule a time to meet. That's on greensbororetirement.com. Glenn, thanks for joining us on the podcast today and giving us the skinny on the fiduciary standard. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again next time. Very good. Take care, Walter. That's Glenn Mosseller, the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been another Retirement Roadmap Podcast.